0: Hey there, it's Kelly from ZinniMe. Before we get started on today's episode, I wanna invite you to one of our greatest trainings ever. It's how to build and grow a profitable solo or group practice sustainably. All you gotta do is check it out at zinnime.com podcast. All right, on to our episode.
1: Who's ready to fill your caseload with a thriving practice this year? If you don't know us, I'm Kelly Higdon. And I'm Miranda Palmer.
0: <laughs> we are two therapists uh, who have been doing this collectively for over 20 years together, uh, apart and together. Um, and if you've never been to a training with us before, uh, we just want you to know that this is very interactive. Uh have a pen and paper next to you to write out your thoughts. Um, but we are obsessed with helping other therapists build their lives and businesses. We don't believe that they should be separated. Mm-hmm. We think there's a very holistic approach to how you do business as a clinician. If you actually
1: want to feel joy. <laughs> and that's the, that's the dream, right? We want a full practice, seeing clients, doing the work you love and enjoying life. And that's our purpose right? When we talk about filling your caseload, we're talking about so much more, not just the full practice, not just seeing great clients, but doing the work you love and enjoying your life. Enjoying it. Right. <laughs> it's a big picture of business and life dancing together in harmony. All right, let's hear from you. Are you wanting
0: to fill your practice without the burnout with more ease and joy? Today, you're going to be making a few key decisions that can truly change everything about your life and your practice. Look at all these. Yay. Wonderful.
1: Also, you're going to stick around for the end. Who wants to win an Etsy gift card? We're done with Amazon and a free (laughs) lifetime entry to the business school for a therapist. Who wants to win business school? Who wants to win Etsy gift card? Today, we're going to be doing 40 minutes of training like 40 minutes of solid training. And that's about how much your brain can take in and really create a plan of action. We're going to do 30 minutes of Q and A and giveaways. And we're going to give you 20 minutes of options. If you need more support, if you want some done with you, because we know that right now there's so many of us that get into a place of feeling a lot of like frustration that like, Hey, I'm getting this information, but I'm, having struggle actually implementing it. We want you to come with an actionable plan. Some of you guys will want to make some more done with you stuff. We'll give you some options for that, but it's going to be really juicy. Lots of good actionable data, lots of Q and A and giveaways, and then some options as well. Okay. The truth is, is you are here. It's because the dream
0: of your full practice isn't happening yet. If you're full, then you're at the wrong training. Yeah,
1: no. <laughs> this is not the day.
0: And this is about really wanting to figure out how to fill your practice and have it be easy. Um, you don't want to be stressing about your caseload. You want to be focused on doing great work and you want to feel joy on a daily basis at work and at home. And you deserve that. So let's tap in to what it's like when we're in this phase of practice. um, If you are in a place where you can close your eyes, take a few deep breaths, I'm gonna do that with you now. Just taking a breath and getting real still. I want you to take out your left hand. And in this hand, I want you to look at the practice that you have currently, hold it in your hand. If you have a hard time visualizing, you can pick something up and just sense the touch of something in your hand. But in this left hand, you're holding your practice as it is now. When you look at it, how do you feel in your body? Do you trust it? Does it provide for you? Do you feel confident and clear as you look at it? Is it a relationship that you're really proud of? Does it feel easeful? Does it feel joyful? What does it really feel like to look at where you're at right now? The work you're doing And how it feels to be in your life with that business. Just take a moment and breathe that in. Feeling where you're at in your body. Do you then take your right hand out? And in this hand, we're going to place your dream practice. What does that feel like? How does it serve you? How does it serve your clients? Do you feel trusting of it? Do you feel confident? What does it feel like to see it? What you're doing, how clients are transforming? What does it mean for the life that you're creating with this dream practice? a breath and tap into what it feels like in your body as you imagine this dream practice. Two hands. Do you notice the differences? Our goal today is to bring those hands together to give you some steps to merge that current practice, closer into that dream practice. When you're ready, just open your eyes. I want to know what themes or emotions come up for you as you hold the tension between what is and what you want it to be. Mm. Right hand feels lighter. Mm.
1: Mm. Go ahead and
0: share in the chat.
1: Yeah, I noticed I was doing that even for like, there's so many things Mm. that I love about our business. Mm. But as I was thinking about what the next place Like I felt the more that I focused on this right hand, it felt so light. And my left (laughs) hand got heavier and heavier. And then when you said bring them together, then the left hand started to like rise up to the right. Oh,
0: I love that. Yeah, mine kind of came together in a prayer position. Someone (laughs) said that one hand felt like the seed, the other one felt like a flower. in
1: Oh, I love
0: this. Like the chase between right and left is so big. Oh, wow. The chasm, dread and lightness. I think that that is the tension. Maybe we're not always tapped into that we're carrying and we need to be kind of aware of that because
1: when we're in that tension, what do we do with it? Yeah. I think a lot of things come up. Like we often feel like a lot of shame, mm. which is interesting. Like I was noticing as I was doing the activity with you all, cause I hadn't done the activity yet. Cause <laughs> Kelly, this was Kelly's activity that like, even to like say afterwards, like, oh, I noticed that. I was like, there's a little bit of like, oh, I don't want to admit that there's a part of my business right now. Like, cause there's so much I love about it that like feels heavy. Yeah. Like there's some weird stuff that comes up that can come in. And sometimes it can even mm. turn into the shame of, there's something wrong with me. I'm bad. I'm unworthy. Mm. I'm not good enough. Like it's, it really tends to tap into our family of origin stuff, right? <laughs> that we can't speak out. Um, and then it can lead us, I think, to when we hit those core issues, what's the, what's the pattern? What's the old pattern that we do in that thing? Do we panic and start to do all the things, right? Right. Do we start comparing ourselves to other people and feeling less than do we just stick our head in the sand? (laughs) Do we start blaming everybody else that they did something wrong? Do we just start throwing money at the problem? Like if you were to look at what you do in your marketing and look at the theme and see what that theme, how that might relate to your family of origin and Mm -hmm. how you coped with stress as a kid, you might find some like alignment y'all. It's, this is. why we talk about business building as being such a personal development practice. Mm -hmm. We tap into these things. And when we work on them, even in our marketing, it transforms us personally in all the other areas of our life. So I I just want to, if marketing is a lot of mirroring, if marketing feels really hard, if it feels like it stirs up a lot for you, you are not alone. If it feels like It should be simple and like I've read the blogs or I've done the checklist, but like something's still missing um, in here. I can't figure out what the chasm is between here and there. Mm -hmm. This may be part of that chasm, Mm y'all. Okay, And that's
0: what I'm kind of hoping, you can go to the next slide, is that 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 chasm gets bridged by a plan. Mm -hmm. I think what can happen is instead of, yes, okay, we have the shame or whatever. Mm -hmm. Instead, what if we got curious and just said, huh? how do I get from here to here? Like Mm -hmm. what would, what are just some steps? And I do feel like one of the keys of getting you from what's going on now to the practice that you really want is a plan, a Mm -hmm. marketing plan. I'm not saying that's the end all be all, but that's what we're focusing on today Um, because too often there's a lack of trust or confidence in our business. And that comes from the lack of a plan. It's a relationship, you and your business, right? That's how you're saying the family origin and the mirroring, you're mirroring that in the relationship with your business. And so if you don't trust it, how is it going to, if you are hesitant, if you imagine that energetically, like you're holding back, why is your business going to flourish for you? You know, you Mm -hmm. have to show up and have a plan in place and stop like random acts of marketing, right? (laughs) Stop the randomness. So that's what we want to help you with
1: today. Slow down and be intentional. And not just create just a random plan that we get from the internet, (laughs) one that actually makes sense, that's easeful and effective for you, right? This isn't about like, oh, should I be on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook? Or should I do Pinterest ads? (laughs) Like this is about like, you know, or like, oh, should I start sync, you know, lip syncing to videos online? And that's going to transform everything for me. It's really like, let's pause and start to dive into What are these steps? And the first thing that we need to do is actually create some time, right? When we make time, we're saying I value this. (laughs) Yeah. How many of you are in a place of saying, I've got five or more, you know, sessions per week? Are you spending five hours of like plan full time of marketing your practice? Or are you spending five hours stressing about those five hours, right? (laughs) Like what is the thing that's That's actually there? And so I think it's like, let's really start to look at like, let's get out the calendar and start to put in the time and say, this is the time that I'm going to actually do specific activities to allow me and my practice to be seen, to put energy, real energy and joy back into my practice, not stress not tension, not weight, not heaviness, but we're going to go into this place. And if you have 10 op- open slots this week, right? What a great opportunity mm-hmm. to nurture your business in those 10 hours a week, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I think again, often we don't hold that time <laughs> sacred. <laughs> sacred like, like we did, if you had 10 sessions a week, you would I show up there. for every 10 <laughs> sessions. But when you don't have 10 sessions, how many of us just go like, I mean, like, show of hands. Let's see it, y'all. <laughs> how many of you like blow off the marketing time?
0: I mean, your marketing is really how you nurture your business. If we're talking about that relationship again, it's like how you take your business out on a date and you communicate with this, right? So, in your return, you know, it, the business gives back to you clients and Mm -hmm. that is a good, healthy relationship. I show up for my business. My business shows up for me. And that's why we need to use that time consistently and treat it just like, you know, it's an appointment with yourself. If you show up for your appointments with your clients, Mm -hmm. you can show up for yourself.
1: Yeah. Oh. Oh my goodness. There we go. All right. So let's talk about some essentials right? Before you get started, before you're going out into the world, we need to do a couple of things. We need to get clarity on what you actually offer, have a really compelling transformational marketing message, a website that can easily be found, and some key relationships. Now, the problem is, (laughs) right, that is easier said than done. Even that sharing what we offer, right? That is something that, We It seems so easy on the surface, but have you ever had the experience of sitting down to site today or to like a blank website page and like at the same time having like 10,000 words in your head and zero words in your head and (laughs) having no idea like what to write down or even worse, writing down what you think is like the perfect transformational marketing message and then suddenly the phones aren't ringing Mm -hmm. And, or they're ringing with people that like are not your ideal client and that you're feeling really heavy with working with. And so you're in this place of feeling like, what am I doing wrong? And that's really normal because grad school taught us to use jargon and to write research papers (laughs) that made our professors happy. It didn't teach (laughs) us how to write in a way that connected with our, with the people we'd actually be working with, which is kind of insane when you think about it. Right. Not right.
0: So let's talk about some of these essentials since we are talking about filling your caseload, some essentials before you get to the plan. You've got to understand your offer. What is it that you're offering? What kind of therapy? Is there a format to it? Is there an experience uh, of working with you? How is this different than other forms of healing? Um, One of the, you know, we talk a lot in some of our other trainings about how coaching is on the rise. And it's simply because they don't have some of this systemic jargon that we were raised with. And they they kind of just know what they're offering. That's yeah. often the difference in successful marketing. So clarity on who you are and what makes you unique it is
1: really important here. So we're going to talk about a concrete example, right? So Joanne Kim, she used to see anybody and everybody that was assigned to her, right? Like most of us get started working yes. in group practices, all of that. And then she started her private practice and started to clarify her magic. And I want you to really listen to how she describes therapy with her, right? And this is taken directly from her website, like as of yesterday. How does therapy work? A heads up, I'm not the typical talk therapist. I'm not interested in you sitting in the couch with me for years. I want you to jump all in, do the hard work, heal well, and get on with living your full life. It's about time, damn time you took care of your needs and dreams too. Instead of putting out fires, I want to find out and deal with what's causing them in the first place. Once all the dust is settled, we'll get to repairing what's broken and then even dream about all you want to see happen in your life. Then we'll get to planning and building so that you can actually enjoy what you've created. Weekly 50-minute sessions for 40-ish weeks so we build and work off of good momentum. Using the Enneagram to discover your pattern of thinking, feeling, and doing that creates those powerful and rigid knots in your life and relationships. Using brain spotting to massage out more stubborn trauma-based knots that you can't just work out by yourself. Making incremental but lasting change to how you live and create new muscle memory. Finding relief and gaining access to your whole being so you can live and love well in ways both you and your loved ones need.
0: Dang. (laughs) (laughs) She knows how she works. Do you, do you know how you work? Do you see people weekly? Do you see them every other week? Do you let them just like do whatever the hell they want? Or do you really know how to get great outcomes? She knows how to do that. She knows how long it takes. She knows what the commitment looks like. How'd she find that out was by tracking some of those outcomes. She's attuned. She listened intently to feedback. She tracked her stats. She focused on getting better and better over time. And that allowed her to speak with confidence about how she works. And so often that's a really mm-hmm. big piece of what's missing to what we offer. We're not clear about therapy. And no. then when we're not clear about how therapy works, everyone fills in the blank with what they saw on TV
1: and yeah, what well, <laughs> right they think- I think it's because we were not given permission to sure. Like we were, you know, taught, you know, evidence-based approach, manualized approaches that sometimes do not work. And so we're actually taught to feel shame if we go outside of the box. So our website can't go outside of the box. It can't go into this other place. We were not taught how to do outcomes work. If we're doing outcomes work, it was something that was like um, almost like a punishment that it was like one more thing on top of a caseload yes. of like a hundred people. Mm-hmm. Right. And what was great about Joanne is that she came into business school with us as a pre-licensed person and we gave her permission mm-hmm. and we gave her the tools. And we said, this is what really good therapy works. Like this is research that says good therapy is a tune and it does outcomes. And then she, over time, like we've seen this message happen over the last five years. Yeah, that's years. not what it
0: was a year ago. No, it keeps, yes. It keeps growing it keeps, and changing. It's
1: beautiful, right? And what does that really mean in terms of, of her practice and her marketing? It means she's full. Did you have any question whether she was full from that message, right? I saw people like, damn, I'm in. Like, yes, this is what I want. She has a waiting list. It means she's paid off her student loans. It means she's saving for a house. It means that she's able to create a course that really meets the needs of her ideal clients. And that allows her to help those people that are sitting on the waiting list, waiting and hoping to get a slot in, you know, and that she's able to help people in a deep way.
0: If you take anything, know that you've got to honor who you are. Working with you is the offer here. You know, you are so much more than this is jargon we hear of like, <laughs> I hold space. I'm not judgmental. Those are like the bare minimum. I hope <laughs> we are all empathic and that we have safe spaces and that we're professional and knowledgeable, right? We, we, we all have that. Okay. But you do so much more than that. You're facilitating transgenerational healing. The way you show up in the room is so unique. The way Miranda and I are here today, uniquely ourselves. Yes. There's no one else that does it like We do it, you know, your style is your own. And the way you attune cannot be replicated. Mm -hmm. You are a human being in a relationship. That's not copying. You can't copy it. Mm -hmm. Um, And you bring your personality. So I'm hoping you're hearing that the offer is you. Mm -hmm. And it's so unique that you can't take from other people because it has to come from within you.
1: And I think when you don't know what the offer is and who you are, like it's really hard to create a marketing plan that really makes sense for you. Yeah. It's really hard to convey something. You could have, you know, 10,000 people see your message and then feel like there's something wrong with me. But that that you on the page is basically just like a nothing. It's just three stack rocks saying that you do evidence-based, no more about based <laughs> you know, things or whatever, right? Yeah. So what do clients say about what it's like to work with you? Like we want to hear in the chat. And if you haven't had the experience of asking that question, we want you to know that you asking that question is not an ego thing, right? This is not a marketing question. This is actually a clinical outcomes question to find out what is it like in the room, what's working and what's not working to, for you to be able to ask that question and hear the feedback and your client to feel safe to do that. That's a part of what makes people like amazing that, that asking for Mm. feedback and receiving 67% increase in effectiveness, right. In in research, just by asking the question. I think this is Karen Carlson.
0: Uh, She just sent it to us, but she said, they, they say that they appreciate that. I take an active role in the work. Oops. It went past, but um, I feel a sense of calm while talking with you. Okay. Karen's that I take an active role in the work and not just sit back and listen, that I set clear manageable goals. Susan, I feel a sense of calm when talking to you clients say you taught me that I can be with my emotions. Mm. I have one who tells me that their friends. I mean, because I make them think the mean is hilarious to me since my grad school cohort always said I was so sweet. <laughs> I love that. I make their behaviors make sense and make it possible to change. Mm. It's a safe place for faith-based folks. Mm -hmm. That's important, right? Um, So many, oh, you really see all of me. This is the stuff that you need to be aware of. This is what you're offering. Hold on to this. This is your offer.
1: Yeah. How beautiful. Oh, I love reading all of these. Keep sharing, keep sharing. (laughs) We'll read all of them afterwards too. Like, no, we, we always do that with the chat stuff, right? So that next step is that we have to take what that offer is and figure out how to put it into a compelling message, right? One that can be easily understood that somebody who is again, that lay person that they read it and go, Oh, you get me. You just described what I was experiencing last night. You were a fly on the wall. You get me, mm-hmm. and you know what? Because you get me so deeply in this marketing message, I now feel hope that that things can shift. I feel hope that they're I'm not alone. I'm not alone and that you can help me because you know what? There's just the fact that you said how I'm feeling makes me feel like you get it and you can help because why yes. would you call that out and then like bring me in just to make me feel miserable? Like that's not what happens.
0: It's interesting because uh, I have a family member who's looking for a therapist. And they asked me to look through some psych today profiles and therapy den profiles. And I will tell you only two people had a unique message. Everybody else said pretty much the same thing. And I was just like, so crushed. And this whole thing about a compelling message we've done full trainings on it. So Mm -hmm. we're just skimming the surface to give you some inspiration, some clarity for you to make a check mark of like, oh, I need to go back and refine that. Yeah. Um, Aaron Bennett's is one of the examples, and I'm going to read it to you, um, of of a compelling message, okay? Your kid is a great little human, but some days the things that they do, say, and experience are so intense, and you are at a loss of what they need or how to respond. Your kid is creating chaos in the home, and you just need some peace and reassurance that it won't always be this hard. My name is Erin, and I'm a registered play therapist in Denver, Colorado. And I'm an expert in all things kids. I can help you finally get to the bottom of what your unique child needs to thrive, experience joy, and be healthy. As a child therapist, I know that children will work towards healing when given support and some guidance. As a play therapist, I support children as they explore challenges, learn new skills, and become emotionally empowered through creative, expressive, dramatic, and recreational play. I partner with you during parent feedback and parent consultation sessions by linking what your child is working on during their sessions to practical information and strategies that you can use at home, providing the child with support in session, Linking to support outside of session will get to the bottom of your child's needs so you and your family can feel confident, able to regulate their emotions and be in flow. Contact me today to help moving you, to get help moving you and your child from challenge to connection. Do
1: you have clarity about Mm. what she does and who she helps and what it would be like to take your child in? Do you know what it would be like? Would you be meeting with her, right? Yeah. As a parent, would you, you know, know what, to expect. What, what to work on? And would you have clarity as to where she's at? Do you guys recall? She's in Denver, Colorado. It's clear in her website, even in her compelling message. And that moves us right into step three is a findable website. Your website is the hub of information about your practice. It gives you a place to... Um, let Google know what you do Mm -hmm. and where you're at. And it gives clients a place to get the information and start the process of informed consent. Start the process of understanding what therapy looks like. Kelly mentioned it earlier about like, a lot of people get an idea of what therapy is from like watching movies and television shows. Dear and Lord. how often do we get an accurate viewpoint? Like, not very often. You know, TV and movies tell us that we have sex with our clients on a regular basis, right? Yes. Psychotherapy <laughs> memes. They did a meme the other day that was like, good morning to everyone except the screenwriters that have therapists <laughs> um, have sex with their clients. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like that drives me absolutely bonkers, right? This website is a place like we think often as our office is the hub of everything. But in this day and age, your website is the first place where somebody's going to have access to you, where they make that and first
0: age. connection. Yeah. And you got to be findable. Yeah. <laughs> and then another essential here is the key relationships. All of you, whether you're starting out or you've been doing this for a long time and you're trying to fill your caseload. You have people in your life that already like and trust you and know you. We are pros at relationships as therapists. We know how to do relationships. I'm not saying we're perfect. We have messes too. (laughs) But we know how to connect with other human beings. We know how to communicate well. And that is an advantage. You are at an advantage for being a therapist and being a business owner. And so you want to look at the relationships you already have in your life connect with them and really see who they know and they can connect with you, but know that you are not starting with nothing or starting from scratch. You have relationships and you want to start
1: using those to help you build your practice. Yeah. Now, a lot of you are saying like, yeah, yeah. I feel like I've done these things or maybe they're like, maybe I've sort of done them because you've heard these compelling messages and you're like, I don't do that. But a lot of us have these, this marketing that fails, right? Um, and it's really frustrating. Most of the time, what's happening is that we're trying to speak to everyone. And when we try to speak to everyone, we speak to no one. I always think of these websites where people are trying to be really general. I love that Kelly picked this image where it's a person like speaking to a group, um, <laughs> because I always think of those people going up to the front of like 100 people and saying like, hi, you know, like, hi, my name's Miranda. I work with kids and adults and teens and children and couples. I work with people who are, you know, this and depressed and anxious and OCD. Like if somebody was to just literally sit down and like list out all the things that you could possibly do as a therapist for 20 minutes, that doesn't feel good. Right. Versus looking at the group of of people in front of you and saying, I'm speaking to a group of moms right now. So I'm going to talk about what moms need and say, Hi, moms. Or I'm speaking to a, work, a group of business owners or entrepreneurs. Hey, entrepreneurs. And I'm going to share a couple of key things that, that pers- the people in that audience can say, oh, my gosh. And it's what we naturally do when we're talking to people, mm-hmm. right? We naturally are going to share more about what we do to the person that's right in front of us. When and what we they know need. what they're, when we know what they need. yeah. And so this is why we have like these niched specialty pages, even if you, and you can have more than one niche, that's fine. But we need to have something on our website for these different niches we want to work with that really speaks as if the person is in front of us. Yes. Right. It's, it's so different. So how do you niche? Let's tap into that a little bit. I'll let you leave this one. Yeah. So let's go ahead and close those eyes. Take a nice deep breath in. Right. And first, I want you to notice one of those clients that just, I don't know, it feels like you're spinning your wheels. You feel like you're working really hard, maybe harder than the client, it it feels like maybe there's a little progress, but like when you see their name on the schedule, like you feel it in your body. Um, When they cancel or reschedule, you feel that sense of like relief. Uh, You keep hoping that they're going to like quit therapy, but they just keep coming back. I want you to notice what it's like if you were to think about having two or three of those people on your schedule in a day, if you had 10 of those people on your schedule in a week, if you had 20, if every day, all day was those clients, i want you to think about what it's like to think about marketing and having more of those clients calling you excited to schedule with you when your intuition says oh this reminds me of this other person imagine spending time networking and getting more of these referrals what happens in your body what happens in your mind i want you to let that go take a nice deep breath in and let's just blow that vision away we don't want we don't want that and let's bring up one of your favorite clients it doesn't even necessarily have to be an easy client but it's one of those clients where like things are in flow it feels energizing you feel delighted when you see that person on your schedule you can see that like things are progressing even if it's like been hard fought but like oh man wow it feels like magic like you feel it in your body notice where you feel it in your body when you think about this client when you think about seeing them across the room from you now imagine if you had three of those clients in a row on a day if you had 10 of those clients in a week, if every client in your practice made you feel that way, 90% of the time. And think about what it would be like to get a call from a client like that, to write up a homework assignment and put it on your website as a blog for those clients so that you can easily reference that. And that blog reached out and like really spoke to more clients like that. When you think about talking to those clients, doctors and getting more referrals, being known for the person who does this kind of work, being able to go and do a consultation session and have an insight that unlocks the next level of your clinical work with most of your clients, to keep just honing your skill so that you can move from good to better, to excellent, to exemplary over time. Notice where you feel that in your body, notice your energy level. Hmm. Breathe that in and open your eyes. Hmm. What do you notice? What was that like that tension? Again, we're, we're comparing these two groups because I think there is this, as we talk about niching, we often feel this like shame or this discomfort of like pulling away from like the general clients. But to talk about like, what does this really mean to, have a message that really calls in the people that we do our best work with and that doesn't call in these others. And how does that impact our our energy and the time we actually spend marketing? I think a lot of you are going to say, oh my gosh, I didn't like this is the reason that I'm actually not taking action. I'm not actually marketing is because it doesn't feel good in my body to bring more of what I have. Now, some of you are here and I think it's interesting. Somebody said like, where do I get 10 sessions a week? Like, I don't have time. Like maybe you're already full. Some of you might be here in full and here because you're saying, you know what? I'm full, but I'm not happy. These are not my ideal clients. This is not my ideal practice. This is not my ideal life. And I want to create something where I really enjoy the clients that are coming in.
0: Shackles around ankles to warmth in my Heart, stomach
1: to joy. Stomach ache, like that. They went yeah. from like having a stomach ache wow. to feeling at joy at the joy rally. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're doing what we said we
0: would. <laughs>
1: feeling like throwing up versus feelings of joy and bright light, right? Feeling like throwing up. Who wants to market out of feeling like throwing up? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants to do that, right? Moving into calmness, so energizing and so spacious inside of me. Relief. We do want to talk
0: though, about why do people avoid niching? And that often is, oh, it's going to be too narrow. Then I'll see only if I'm niche to couples, I'm only ever going to work with (laughs) couples. And then nobody else will want to call me. Not true. Your clients will be referring their friends and family to you and you will still have diversity. But yeah, there are sometimes niches can be too narrow. That's something we help in business school to research, to make sure that your niche exists. But oftentimes it's, not the case. Um, there's also this feeling of like, I'm going to reject people, but really what you're doing is you're helping people find the right therapist. And if you're not the right therapist, you're saving them time. You're being of service and helping them better discern a good fit. It's not rejection.
1: It's actually support and education. And this is the thing. Like I love working with domestic violence, you know, domestic violence. Most people don't, And so I would rather someone who doesn't like doing that, have that copy in a way that somebody doesn't feel called. And I'd rather call the person in, right? Mm -hmm. Like realize that even though you might feel like, well, no one else is going to do it. If I don't, there's someone out there. We are Mm -hmm. all uniquely built.
0: Yeah. Uh, The other thought of I'm going to be bored. (laughs) Well, I don't want to just do this forever. First of all, this is just to whatever you're doing this quarter and and, in our business school, we talk about working in quarters, like three months at a time. Like you, you need three months to really get some traction on your marketing. Um, but you're never limited. You can always shift. Um, and then the other thing that's not a myth at all. And I think why people don't niche is because the niche is them. Hmm. It feels so close to home. It's very vulnerable. And if they're speaking to somebody else, they're sometimes are afraid it's going to feel like
1: they're speaking to them. Yeah, It'd be scary. And the truth is tapping into your passion leads to more referrals and a full practice with better clinical outcomes. You're going to be able to sustain this work. You're going to have clients have a better experience in therapy, and it's going to impact our profession as a whole. Right. So as you're trying to think about where should I niche, I see some business
0: schoolers in here already, like, I already know my niche, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, these are some things that some questions you can answer, come back to when you watch the recording of why you went into this work, where you've had the most profound work, where it's felt effortless, what do you love doing? Um, where do you get great clinical outcomes? Focusing on answering some of these questions can help guide you towards finding the right fit for you. And you can try it on and then yeah. know, like, if you were like, whoa, why did I niche here? Then you can pivot. Yeah, <laughs> you can change. It's okay. And, and you might be in here being like, well, I thought we were going to talk about how to blog and network
1: and all those things. <laughs> and you can do all of that. But without understanding this core, it won't matter how many ads, how many blogs, how much networking, how much speaking, like it's going to be kind of like dust in the wind right? Your unique marketing plan is this intersection between where your clients are and you have to know who they are to know Mm -hmm. how you best can communicate and how your clients best hear and receive information, right? So your niche, you have to know where your clients are and how they take an info. Like, what does that really look like? Where are they? Let's dig into that. Is it a soccer mom? Is it the entrepreneur? Where does your niche hang out online and in person? What is your, who does your niche talk to about their problems and what other services does your niche seek out, right? That's going to give you that first um, little piece of the pie.
0: Then you're looking at how they take in information and make decisions. So that's looking at what kind of information do they need to know? I know that my really anxious clients, I have uh, someone I coach that works in OCD, those clients need a lot of details in order to make a decision versus someone who does more crisis trauma work. It's more of like pain, like connecting with the pain, but less like less information heavy. They don't have the mental resource to take it all in. Yeah. But then also thinking about how do they take in information Giving them variety, written, video, audio. There's lots of ways to communicate here and where do they seek that information. Some people may be I Google, I yelp it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Other people may be going to professionals or mentors, their faith leaders, all sorts of different kind of people that are going to give them the referral.
1: And then ultimately, right, there are so many ways to market y'all right now. Um, And you don't have to do something that doesn't fit with you. How do you best communicate? Is it I'm more of a writing person. Kelly is more of a video person. Yeah. Right. And we both do a little bit of the other, but we also lean into our strengths a lot. So let's look at how do you best communicate? What kind of information do you provide over and over again? What do you (laughs) really enjoy? Let's make it easy, especially at the beginning. It's okay to like, stretch your wings and try new things on for size, like do that over time, but let's start from a place of strength, right? And ultimately asking yourself, what do you most want to communicate to your clients? What do they most need to hear from you?
0: And you can see, this is why your niche matters because it's going to depend on the person and that intersection of you and them moving forward. And once you have that intersection clear, then you can move forward with how to do the thing. So let's talk about that real quick. Doing the thing, a solid (laughs) marketing approach, right? Doing it. I'm going to do marketing. It's really, I think I talk about this a lot in business school, how it's like a table with four legs. You want all those legs touching the ground, giving you stability. Because too often, Miranda and I have seen people who have one or two table legs that they have really solid, mm-hmm. and then something happens with technology, something happens with their capacity or their situation, and one option gets removed away, and then they don't know how to keep filling their caseload. So when you have all four table eggs on the ground, you're mm-hmm. not over relying on one area over the other.
1: Yeah. I, I knew I took over the office for a private practice that had been out for a long time, but their only referral source was Kaiser. Mm. And when Kaiser pulled contracts, they didn't pivot and their practice literally just wasted away. Like it went to nothing. So
0: okay. first table leg building referrals.
1: Yes. Start with who, you know, connect with who they know, right? Let them introduce you to people, people who we said it before, like, know, and trust you are going to be your first referral sources ever. Reach out to those who already work with your niche and consistently build, we're going to pause here, authentic (laughs) relationships. This is not about how many business cards or pamphlets. I made a pamphlet for your doctor's office. (laughs) Here's the thing. They're like, here's a pamphlet. They're like, we don't see people in the office or like, we don't even have a, like a a brochure holder. Like we need to have real conversations and build a relationship where they know that there's, you're someone that they trust. They're not just looking for a referral source. They're looking for a trusted referral source. So if you go to some kind of a networking event, making one solid connection is going to be more powerful than 20 business cards or brochures. out. I mean, and how many of us get so frustrated when people are like, hi, how are you doing? And it's like, they're like palming their business card to you. I'm so-and-so blah, 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 blah. and then I'm so-and-so blah, blah, blah. and then, then we compare ourselves and say, we're bad networkers or marketers when it's like, no, we're not. We're just, you know, that's not our way. And that's okay.
0: The other table leg is making your, getting your website to be found. Find, foundable, I can't (laughs) stop found or findable. Either way, you know what I'm trying to say here. And some of the ways we can do that is blogging with keywords and search terms that your niche is looking for. Again, this is why you need the niche because Um. someone with anxiety is going to type in. Hey, it's Kelly. Are you enjoying today's episode? There is so much more to starting your private practice. That's why we created business school for therapists. It's our lifetime access business building program created especially for you and all the future stages of practice that you are going to go through. If you're ready to join a community that supports you, that to have access to a massive library of private practice trainings covering everything from creating your vision to setting your fee, to getting you legally covered and more, This is for you. Simply go to bit.ly slash therapist business school to get started. Different things than someone with postpartum depression, right? Specialty pages on your website that are really clear to that niche. Guest posting on other sites that rank higher than yours can, can help your website rank. So this is just about being found that when someone says, gosh, I need a
1: therapist I need a play therapist in Denver. I need a queer therapist in Texas. Yeah. LGBTQ, you know, plus or what have you. And this is one of the things that we're, we teach therapists all the time in business school is how to get clear on what people are actually searching for in your area and how to actually use technology to tell you that because it's not something we just naturally know. Um, It's not something you can kind of like make up. But once you unlock that skill and you know how to find that out, then it makes life a lot easier. And then you're able to clearly communicate with Google what you do. Then we move away from
0: your actual website and increase different ways that people can find it beyond Google searches. Mm -hmm. So this is your directory listings. If you choose to do social media, you do not have to do it if you don't want to. Repurposing your blogs for other posts on platforms, Google business listing, and more. There's lots of ways to drive traffic. But when you're looking at your marketing plan, you want to have some plan that, you know, where your website shows up and they click to go
1: there to your hub. And then finally, what about just allowing yourself to be visible, to really step into who you are Mm -hmm. as a professional, Um, whether that means speaking, guest writing, guesting on podcasts, writing a book, working with reporters or journalists, um, doing videos on your websites or directories, maybe even on YouTube, like how can we have you like really step into your truth? I know this can be very scary for introverts. I'm an ambivert. I don't want to be up speaking every other week or what have you. But realize, again, like I'm much more the guest writer or the podcast person. Like those are things that feel really good to me. And I found ways to step into visibility more over time that feel good and safe for me and how to balance that energy um, ex- expansion or that, that giving off of energy in a way where I'm not like spent all the time.
0: And we've also talked about this in our business school about how some of it can be scary because of our own, it isn't safe for some people to view the. the to be visible, especially if you're from marginalized or oppressed communities. And so how do you create safety to be visible? Because you are needed. The fact that you are marginalized is all the more reason we need you more visible, but we got to do that in a way that feels safe for you so that you can stay grounded and, and preserve your energy to do the great work that you do. Yeah. So no cookie cutters
1: here. I know <laughs> how many of you like honest honest, how many of you were hoping for a cookie cutter. You were hoping for <laughs> like just do these like five things if you just get on Instagram today, five posts on Facebook today, you'll magically do that, right? Um and your marketing needs to be uniquely yours. Mm-hmm. You're going to burn out like uh, one of our business schoolers, Jackie, she loves doing social media. Like she just gets like so stoked on it. Like she's all about the Instagram and works well for her. Not, not We case. tested
0: it actually last year. At the end of the year, we did 60 days of Instagram reels. I kind of had fun with it, but then it kind of a little like, Ugh. but I needed enough data to see like, does this work for us? It doesn't. And it's so weird to be like, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. Where I'm supposed to do it? No, it doesn't align with us and who mm-hmm. our ideal clients are.
1: Yeah. Now, Robin Brandon is a great example. Robin Brandon has a um, has a group practice, mm-hmm. and they have done a lot to set this set up a website that's really engaging to people. They have built really key relationships, really key referral sources. They have shown up to be visible and speaking. Um, And they have, they have worked through all of these different aspects. So they're, and they're constantly kind of looking at each of the table legs and they'll focus sometimes on a different table leg, even in a month, like, okay, I'm going to work on the website for this table leg. What does that translate into? It translates into things like, Hey, they had a website hub when they were full and didn't have any space. They were taking in clients, potential clients' email address, and saying, "Hey, if we're we're full right now, but if you want to know when we have space, um, you can get on our newsletter. And on our newsletter, we'll go ahead and we will send out a message when we have space available." They were without space for three months, and so and they were pulling in email addresses during that entire time. So when they hired another clinician, and they were able to. You know, fill that or they they had spaces to to bring new people on. They sent out one email to that mm-hmm. list. One email to that list. And within what was I it? I don't know,
0: like two days. I don't no, know. No, no, no. It
1: was that. within 20 minutes. It no, it was dumb, Kelly. Well, was, I wasn't there. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Remember. Okay. We're gonna call it two hours, but it was like ridiculously dumb that they had 16 slots filled. People were this like engaged of here it is. And within six weeks, they had filled up three new clinicians.
0: But I think it's really important in this example, this person knows who they serve.
1: Yes. They have a very strong kid family practice. They had compelling messages for the different work that they did. And this was also interesting when they were going through all of that, they realized, you know what? We're not getting a lot of people connecting in with our adult services. And they went back to their, their adult page and they said, Oh, I didn't ever rewrite this message. It's not a compelling message. Yeah. Um, I'm going to test out writing a really compelling message Mm -hmm. and see what that, what happens in terms of people, adults getting on that list and starting to to pull in. Okay. Okay.
0: So no matter what stage of practice you're in, never going to be a cookie cutter ever ever. And no matter what your goals, it's going to shift, right? In terms of how your marketing looks, if you're doing a new service, an online course or whatever. So what is your takeaway? Uh, We want to hear from you. What are you taking away from here? I saw some of you post, oh, that's a truth bomb. Oh, I like that. Post in the chat. What is your takeaway of what you're going to do differently? Maybe it's, I'm going to look at my calendar and make more time. Maybe it's, I'm going to show up consistently. Hey, I'm going to write a compelling message. I'm going to figure out my niche. Kim's going to write a compelling message. That's awesome. You know, I see like, ah, focus on my desired niche.
1: That's awesome. I need a compelling message. I'm going to take the time. Lots of compelling messages. I'm going to attend business school. (laughs) 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 Yes.
0: Yeah. So let's recap. We talked about how to align your dreams through a plan. The essentials you must have. For your marketing to work for you, the power of niching, how to align your marketing with you and your ideal clients, right? Woo! <laughs> and I don't know if you know, there's a lot more to go. There's so much more. Like, just like I said, on the compelling message yeah. part, we have like a whole <laughs> lots of trainings on that. <laughs> and anyone that's in business school can attest mm-hmm. to how much we w- help work
1: on that compelling message. Piece. Yeah. Like, even in that, even in business school, and we know that our process works really well. But ultimately what happens, people will write up their message, then they'll send it to us. We will rewrite and help them Mm -hmm. like massage and give them the confidence that they have to actually post it. Because there's this thing, even if you've gone through, even as a good message without someone to give you some support, it can be really scary to put something so compelling and vulnerable out into the world. It's different.
0: Right. And just like our training today, what you see is just a part and there's a whole lot more going on, but that's the case for anybody's business. You can look at somebody else and see them having like a full practice or whatever, but underneath it all is so much more, so much more than marketing. It's so much more than the website. There's a lot happening here. Mm
1: -hmm. So what if you didn't have to do this all alone? What if you let others help you, Hmm. right? Figuring out how to do this in a way that really works for you and your practice and your life, because you're normal. If you need more support, like it's a, it's a big deal to create a sustainable business. It's not something that happens overnight where we, you know, go through this process. And this is, I think it keeps us so isolated. We spin around in our heads and we spin around in anxiety. We talked about that, like 10 hours, you know, I'm marketing 10 hours a week, but really I'm just sitting and panicking 10 hours Mm. a week versus actually getting some support and creating something and taking real action. Right. Do you want support, right? Are you done doing this alone, trying to guess what will and won't work? Do you want a safe community, experts to help you, not only for this year, but for years to come?
0: This is really our heart's desire. This is why we exist, why we've been doing this for so long, is we want this to be effortless. For you one day. We want you to have joy. I don't feel like being a clinician. That is very challenging work. You take on a lot of emotional content and trauma and things like that, all the more reason we have to fight harder for our joy. We have to like put a stake in the ground and claim it. Um, and we want you to know that your work is meaningful, impactful, and that you have a deep purpose, but you also are deserving of a really, really good life. We are not martyrs. We don't have to be, we don't have to stand in the gap to fix systems that are broken, but we can still be a beacon of light for others while still taking care of ourselves. And that is why we want to talk about the next steps. If you're wanting support, another way that we serve therapists and we've been doing it for nine years, (laughs) I can't believe, well, this program for nine years. Yeah. Um, is through our business school for therapists. Yeah.
1: It's a hybrid online training program where we personally help you create that full, inspiring, impactful, successful, sustainable business that runs like a well oiled machine. So you can leave at the end of the day, leave work at work, right. And create a balanced life, right. A balanced life where you can just live, be happy and healed without these unreasonable hours and crazy low pay after you invested tens of thousands or Mm. six figures in a, in a, in a degree (laughs) thinking that like, this is going to just give you some stability. Like you deserve that return, that real return on investment that you went to school with. You went to help people, but most of you thought that you'd be able to just have a sustainable life Mm -hmm. and like have some like security and you deserve that. And we want a business that does
0: all these things for you, that streamlined, attracts the clients, that changes your community, makes an impact, and is profitable. And it's life-changing also. Get your schedule back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Live your day-to-day with self-respect and confidence. Automate and scale. There's so much because when you have those things, you have an income that really works for you freedom to do the work the way you want and live your life the way you want and control over your future when you can expand and scale and shift as you desire, not based on what other people tell Mm -hmm. you to do, but based on what works for you.
1: That's the power of an effective business. Do you want one of those? Let's dig in right to how we help you build a practice at the perfect pace for you and a step-by-step easy manner that just makes sense. We're going to create your business vision, right? Get crystal clear. You may think you have that vision. uh, You write it down and realize, oh, there's, I didn't actually leave space for things like bathroom breaks (laughs) and getting sleep. I can't actually cook myself meals. And then I feel bad that I did something wrong when it was really just that I didn't create a vision that actually worked for a real human. Then we dig into the nitty gritty of all the stuff you avoid that ends up stealing your time and joy or biting on the butt when you least expect it. Let's reconnect with your joy of making an impact in the field and find ways to understand, describe, replicate, and amplify those magic moments with clients. Then let's stop wasting your time and energy. So you can have time for work and personal life, right? You might find you have unrealistic expectations. You thought that, you know, what you thought you needed to do. Actually, you need another 30 hours a week. But that's okay, because we're going to show you how to outsource, Mm. eliminate, and automate to create something that's really balanced. And then you're learn who and how and when to hire staff to help you so that you're not on your own forever. The other thing
0: is how to get paid (laughs) and do it in a way that's sustainable. Yesterday, we did a lot on fees uh, for that training. But we have a whole lot to deal with money. And we're not talking about just like, we have a calculator, all those things. But we also talk about the intersectionality of money, our money stories, um, capitalism, and all the things that play into our fee and helping you rid the shame and really figure out what's going to be sustainable for you.
1: Yeah, no more shame about money, y'all. And we'll maximize your online presence. Well, personally, during those working sessions, be helping you write a compelling message that attracts ideal clients in your business. No matter your niche, your size, or how general your practice is, Mm -hmm. you'll optimize each page of your website for maximum conversions from ideal clients, which means more people are going to get helped. And you'll build your website from day one, from the day you'll need a waiting list. And you will, you'll get to learn how to get found online consistently, know exactly what people are searching for in your area, how to optimize each page in your website. So it can be found how easy it can be. Once you understand SEO and take the power back into your own hands. So you don't get taken advantage of. We see that a lot with therapists investing a lot in things that are really not hard to do yourself. And then you'll learn how to grow, maintain, and scale your practice the easy, sustainable way, right? Like, let's figure out what you need today um, and then how to shift that over time. Like, yeah,
0: where I am and where I want to be. And then when you
1: get there, then you're going to have somewhere else you want to (laughs) be. Because Maybe it does take you 10 hours a week right now to set that table foundation to build the table, but it's not going to take you 10 hours a week to just keep the table like steady to like, maybe like give it a refinish every once, yeah. a, once a year or like dust it off. It or gets keep it easier clear.
0: as you, yeah. as you do this over and over. And then for those of you who are in business school, you can speak to this, but, uh, we do a lot of critiques of your work from us during the working <laughs> sessions. We review your website design, SEO, marketing analysis, email copy, all these things. I I've written more, marketing messages than (laughs) i i've cared to imagine um during our working sessions oh yeah god knows (laughs) they know Um, but it's it's a really crucial part of our program to make sure that we're connecting to the heart in our messaging and and what we're doing and what's cool about it is it's all on demand all of these lessons no stress you find what you need jump around do, do what works for you.
1: Yeah. And you can grab it on your mobile, on your tablet, whatever you need, when you need it, everything that you need for years to come for just $375, six payments, let's make it easy, right? Like let's really create that, what you need today and what you need for a lifetime, right? 95% of the clinicians surveyed, are really happy they joined business school for therapists and they'd also recommend it to a friend, which therapists do not recommend people spend money lightly. Like that's just not a thing (laughs) y'all, not a thing at all. And I think it's so hard because sometimes we go out and we start pricing things together a la carte and we're like, well, I may, I'll just do some business coaching over here. I'll do this low cost and this low cost. And then the SEO and the copywriters and the, this and that. But over time, I think the biggest, risk is that we end up like missing out on all this lost wages from being underpaid um, consistently for years and years.
0: So it's a pretty amazing program, but we also like to always make things better. <laughs> uh, these are the bonuses that you get. Um, and yesterday we went through them in length and it, it could go on and on. Uh, But when you go to enroll, you'll see all of them, but over $5,000 in bonuses, this includes CEs, business school you get CEs for it includes blogging templates you can use for your marketing plan four weeks of coaching from me and Miranda, financial advice from a financial advisor, how to get off insurance or perfect the insurances you're on, how to have conversations you need to have, a lot of bonuses in here.
1: Even a full website template that's been custom designed for us that we have access to, to literally give you a website template And then as you are putting these messages in there, we're going in and editing and tweaking and helping you figure out your colors or your branding and all the stuff. Like we are so done with you hands-on during working sessions. Like you have no idea, y'all, all All the different things, okay? So again, you're gonna get a step-by-step formula that works and that's totally customizable for you. You'll walk through building or rebuilding every aspect of your business Marketing and Personal Foundation, eight modules going at your perfect pace. You're going access to two weeks of unlimited group coaching sessions twice a year to give you feedback and answer your questions. Plus you go through exercises that create everything you need as you progress through the course and will provide you with video feedback and critiques during those four weeks a year.
0: I love this quote. It's the best investment I've made on myself and my business. I put it even over my PhD. We take that very seriously. This is a really big deal to be in business school. So we want to ask, are you ready? Do you want to have a business you love, financial freedom, be a business owner that you're really confident about burnout proofing your practice? Yes, yes, (laughs) look at that. So how you would sign up is you can join business school at zinni.me.com slash enroll. Uh, You could do six monthly payments. There's also an option to pay through PayPal and, and do coverage with them, but we, we have a few little extras on top of our regular bonuses for this round. So we do have a seven day money back guarantee. Try it. You don't like it. Get out. It's fine with us. (laughs) We want you to be happy to be in our community. It's real. We're very, it's important to us and what we cultivate. And so
1: no questions asked,
0: mm -hmm. you don't even have
1: to watch any of the videos. You just be like, "No, change my mind. We're good.
0: Um, there's four group coaching sessions. They start next Monday. So if you sign up this week, you'll get to start on those and they will be recording. You can post questions in advance, but here's our biggest one. (laughs) We have expanded and we have more coaches that work for us now. And if you enroll by the end of this webinar, You get a one-hour coaching session with one of our coaches. These people know business school by the back of their hand. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Eden's in here today even. (laughs) Um, So this is an amazing opportunity. This is something really fun that we want to offer you.
1: Yeah. And again, let's make it easy. It's the only program that teaches the holistic ecosystem of having successful business and life as part of a lifetime program. And we have different tracks, whether you're starting from scratch, struggling, successful or group, you know, let us know what track are you like, what are you really looking for? Right. Connie got off all the insurance panels. She transitioned to full cash pay with a smaller caseload and started to finally live a life in balance. After living in a place of like burnout, Mm -hmm. um, she sent us this beautiful message yesterday. We'll be talking about next Wednesday um, about how her life has changed in such a dramatic way through the process. Um, Melissa was sending me this message on Facebook messenger about how she and her buddy were talking about, like, we didn't realize, like we are living out our vision over and over again. Like we're just in shock that this is our life. Right. So now is the time you can go into that zinnyme.com forward slash enroll. We're going to be jumping into all of these lovely questions from the Q and A that we have here. Um, and we'll definitely, if you have questions about business school, feel free to post those, um, right over in the Q and A section and we will jump into those. Kelly's going to be, um, taking care of the Q and A part and we will go from there. Yeah.
0: Um, here's a great question. I've been following your work and getting benefit from your free offerings. Thank you. You're welcome, Monica. <laughs> I'm also a coach and I want to find support for building both. There are differences and I think your program focuses only on therapy. For example, coaching focuses on providing programs, not charging by the hour. It seems like I need a different program to market my well-being coaching to organizations. Can you speak to this?
1: Yeah, we actually have whole lessons that are about the difference between counseling or a therapy and coaching, and we have had many coaches go through our program, and they absolutely love it because it does create that um, that clarity between when I'm marketing my therapy, this is what this looks like. This is what it looks like when I'm marketing or coaching. Um, we have also had lots of people come come through and do programs, courses. Um, beyond the couch out of the box. And obviously Kelly and I are doing things that are up beyond the couch and out of the box. So we know that, and we live that out. Um, so I would say right now, um, about 20% of people that are inside of business school are doing things that are beyond the couch that are um, coaching related and outside of psychotherapy. Yeah. Um, but, and we also, we have a few people that are, that don't have um, advanced degrees. Yes. Um, that come through it. But primarily we have people who have advanced degrees and then they're doing something beyond the couch.
0: Okay. Um, all right, Sunny, when you do decide on your niche and you start working with a client within your scope, how do you navigate overlapping relationships? If the client does refer family or friends, mm. hopefully that question makes sense. Is it ethical to work with people who have connections to your other clients? This is really, uh, Uh, again, it's something you have to assess in terms of power differentials and how you work and how you set things up. Um, I have done it before and it's worked out Mm -hmm. well and I've done it before and it did not work out well. (laughs) Um, And so, (laughs) so it really depends on you and the way you work um, and how your kind of framework around that. Um, Again, it's whatever is.
1: But but you'll be surprised how sometimes like I've had people where I met them in one way, had a referral out, or this is somebody that I worked with. And they'll just say like, oh, you worked with someone like five years ago and I want to come and see you now. They don't even tell you who the client is. So you just do that, that piece. And, and again, you get to assess that. Um, you get to assess what works for you based on your style. Um, but you know, if you lived in a, this is the thing. Sometimes we talk about dual relationships, like they must all be avoided at all costs. And what it says is we don't use exploitive dual relationships, right? We don't, we don't exploit people and that we understand what those are, but if you lived in a small community, right. Or if you're part of a marginalized community, it's almost impossible to not have overlap. Yeah. So what you want to do, if you, if there is a sense of like, oh, I'm working with a community or working with a group where there's, there tends to be a lot of overlap then that's something that you would also seek consultation in Mm -hmm. and get some outside support too, um, through that process. So you know what it feels like on either side of it.
0: Yeah. Tawana, I already am started in my private practice, but wanting to know how to fill the slots I have weekly. I was hoping to get full-time, but fearful I won't be full. What advice do you have for those clinicians who are part-time and want eventually to go full-time practice? This is a really great question. We talked about it yesterday as well. In business school, we have the financial plan, and it's an Excel uh, document where you plug in numbers and it tells you what your fee needs to be. But there's also a component of that that will tell you what the bridge goal is, what you need to be making, how many clients you need to be seeing in order for you to quit your job. Because there is a moment of squeeze. Yeah. <laughs> there is a moment where it's like, you can't grow anymore unless you quit the full-time job, yeah. you know? So we want to show you how to do that.
1: Um, I think the thing that most people miss is they're like, hey, I need to get up to 20 clients. And then when I get up to the 20 clients, then I'll be able to quit my full-time job. But then they never get past. And it's usually a very specific number. Like they never get past 12 because at that point, energetically, there's no room to grow the business. There's no room to feel good. Their clinical outcomes can start to suffer. People naturally kind of are repelled through that process. Um, and so you can put that number in like 12 or 10 and then create, well, what is the amount that I need to replicate from my other job at my agency and use that to set, um, up your fee and what that needs to be as your base fee. What I found really consistently is that if you're trying to bridge, you cannot have a sliding scale Yeah, and you cannot usually do insurance, um, if you need to actually, um, put this away. Now, the other thing that sometimes people will do and that will teach them is that they'll take all of the private practice income and put that all away yeah. Um, and use that to create the bridge, the three months or six months for them to go to that next level.
0: I think a lot of people don't, they, they do it based on feeling, which mm-hmm. I'm all, we are all loving intuition, yeah. but we also love intuition backed up with facts. And yeah. if you don't have like a number that, you know, when you hit that number that it's good for you to move on, that's it's going to be hard. So yeah. you, you do need some data yeah. to f- Foster that; otherwise, it'll always be. It's going to be scary. It's okay. It's also scary having a job. It's a false illusion that you because you have a job, you always have it. (laughs) You know. Mm -hmm. So, just want to put that out there. All right, Anna. At what stage in your careers did you start private practice? How many years in private practice before you started offering business school? Do either of you still have a practice? (laughs) Great question. Yes, I started my practice. I don't know. I had been working at a psych hospital, then I moved to the county, and then I was going to quit the county and go to nursing school or med school. And then I decided to try private practice. So uh, it was several years in. And then I had my practice until uh, I sold it. I sold the assets to it. Why does having a child distort your timeline?
1: <laughs> you can fill them in on yeah, my yeah, timeline. Yeah. I, a few I, years I'm, ago, five years ago? Yeah, it was probably five years five ago. Five years yeah, ago, yeah, I
0: sold the assets sure. to my practice and we decided to leap in fully to this.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I started, um, I got licensed in 2005. Um, I started my practice in 2007. I hadn't even been licensed for two years. And, um, what part of that whole thing, what of me doing private pay, um, was because insurance wasn't even an option because everyone said, well, you have to be licensed for two years before you can get on panels. And so I said, well, I'm just going to give private pay a shot. I had a new child at that point. I had a three month old. Um, and so it was, and I felt really called Like it was a spiritual calling. Like I kind of prayed about it and this was the message I was supposed to start this private practice. Um, and so I started the practice cash pay, um, got full. It was during the, um, the recession, um, which was a whole another thing. Um, I was in one of the top five worst cities hit by the recession in the country. Um, and it was a beautiful thing when, um, seven years ago now, um, my then husband, um, had a job opportunity and he'd always really struggled with, with his career, um, that moved us to, to Washington, to Seattle. And at that point, um, I had already been doing this work, um, doing consulting and working with, uh, with Kelly and doing um, coaching for several years. And so I kind of did the, the wifely thing of, um, of moving into this while doing that, I didn't feel like as a trauma therapist, I didn't want to do a brick and mortar in Seattle. Cause I didn't know how long I would be there. Mm-hmm. And so that was like the turning point. And I thought, um, it was very interesting when I went through that process. I, that's a story for another day in terms of what that looked like. Um, because I was absolutely in shock when I felt led to close the practice. Like it was, mm-hmm. um, it was just this like shocking moment of like, is this really, and am I really supposed to trust this? And, um, and then, uh, we started business school in 2013. Ago. Yes. Yeah. In 2013. And we had other
0: programs before that, but Yeah, this has been our
1: longstanding yeah. community. So, and we've had a few thousand therapists go through it. We have hundreds and hundreds of, of testimonials and case studies of people sharing on um, what that looks like. And I think one of the things that and then I don't, I, yeah, I, I didn't go back into practice by the time that I moved back to California where I was licensed and where I was like stable, um, here, um, it felt like with what was happening within me and, and raising a son, like, I didn't feel like I had that to do in this other place. Um, and I still, you know, I also taught, um, graduate school. I was a clinical supervisor as well. And I feel like I still end up anybody who's a business schooler, um, we'll tell you that we have our clinical chops. (laughs) We, we sometimes laugh about the amount of like clinical consultation that we do as part of business school, just because there's just this huge overlap and intersection, um, there. And so, yeah, that's, that's who we are. That's the
0: answer. answer. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I have a niche. I'm marketing and networking. It still feels so hard to fill my practice. What do I do next? Thank you. You posted this at the very beginning of the training, so I don't know if.
1: Hopefully, I think this is this is actually probably someone that uh, some of the anonymous attendees are people that posted oh, okay. before, like before the thing. Okay,
0: but my hope is that through this training, you're seeing that maybe why it feels hard is uh, is there time, is there consistency, and do you have those essentials? If that's the case. Then you go into that unique marketing plan and say, is there a niche? And is the, am I meeting that at the intersection of my strengths mm-hmm. and what my client needs?
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: because I find that usually if it feels hard, one of those factors is missing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have go. a feeling it's that
1: there's not a compelling message
0: though. Yeah. How to know when you need to stop taking clients without ditching marketing altogether. Ooh, I love good, this
1: one. So, uh, so in terms of the number, um, the idea is that the person that you see the first person, the first time of the week, and the last person, the last time of the week, that they get the same energy, attention, and intention that your documentation is done with ease, that every, your billing is up to date and that everything is in flow, right? Now, sometimes there's some organizational things we need to do. Sometimes we need better habits. But often that starts with a, a sustainable caseload, right? So let's make sure that caseload is really sustainable. And once that is done, then we start to create a marketing plan that where we're gonna start pulling back on the things that we're doing in terms of the frequency. So for example, if somebody's working to get to the first page of Google. And they want to do it like kind of aggressively, I'll recommend weekly blogging on a specific keyword and that, that people are searching for, let's be very specific, until they get to the first page of Google and or until they're full. So then what they might move back to when they are full is maybe they move to monthly blogs. And then eventually if that kind of holds, they might even try out every other month or just one blog a quarter. And doing that process. But they're also checking in on their business or on their business relationship once a quarter. Right. They're saying, hey, let's check in. Where's my ranking? Oh, look, I'm seeing I'm starting to drop. So I don't even worry about like, hey, there's no phone calls. Like I know how to track that. And we teach you how to do that in business school. So then you can go in and kind of like make a tweak. So that's the thing too, um, that we want you to take ownership of as a business owner is to know what numbers you need to look at. And that might be monthly. That might be quarterly. Um, and you'll also start to get like flow and over time too, it's kind of fun that you could even start to think like at a client, she's like, oh my gosh, I think there's something wrong because this thing is happening right now in February. And then she looked at her stats and she goes, oh, actually, Oddly enough, this exact same thing happened last feb- February. Mm-hmm. So, like, then it was like, oh, it's probably it might just be something transient. So she's quite, kind of giving it a few weeks um, into March to see if that pattern continues or if that was just a February thing.
0: Yeah. Tawana had posted elsewhere. It, it, can we clarify how pricing works for business school?
1: Yeah. So we have six payments of three hundred seventy-five. You pay. 375 days to enroll today and then you'll do five more payments of $375 or you can pay um, one time the 1950 dollars and save $300. We have a couple other random payment plans, but you can see them on the enroll page. Now, let's say you're someone who you're like, you know, I'd like a payment plan, but I also like to save the money and I'm trying to like figure that out. We also have, if you scroll to the bottom of the enrollment page, you'll see the information about like the PayPal credit. And you can apply. they have six months where it's same as credit. Now only use the PayPal one if you know that you have a plan to pay that off in six months yes. because you know they do those weird things where then they like tack on all the, the weird stuff. But if you're like in a place of like, oh, I'd like to do it this way or I'd like to do it over six months, but still save the $300 and I know I can do that, that's a great option as well.
0: How do I convey the worth of private pay sessions? So many still want to use insurance. Is there a way to mention how all the self-help things they have tried paid for add up and still don't let, the, let them leave their trauma in the past?
1: I think there is a way to convey that. And I, 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 I do believe this on the other side of it. If you have a really compelling message that speaks deeply to someone and you speak with confidence, that person is going to be more likely whether you—it's um, called um, price anchor. Whether you like anchor the price and saying like, "Oh, you spend this much, you spend this much," in like impulsive Amazon shopping to try to make yourself feel better. You spend this much on credit cards. Like you can do all of that, and and it may be true, but I do think that the most compelling message, like for those of you who who, who are joining Kim's message earlier, do you think she's a cheap insurance that take or cheap, cheap therapist that. Take, takes insurance. And she does talk about it. Um, she does do some price anchoring in her website where she says, look, this is how much it is, but like, this is what this would look like if you're spending three years in therapy mm-hmm. and maybe not even making the progress. So there are some ways to kind of play with that. Um, but I also think that the more that you, that you can sit in the compelling message and the more that you're attracting people who are looking for what you do, you're going to have to do that less. Yes. And then again, in terms of the insurance place, and they say, hey, here's the part, you know, we teach our people in the consultation scripts how to have the conversation, say, you know what, let's see who's on your insurance. Um, you know, here's who I'd recommend. And they they end up calling back and saying, you know what, everybody had a wait list, or I just went to someone for six months. It, they didn't even remember who I was. They were literally falling asleep in session. Like, here are all the pieces. Like those people will circle back um, mm-hmm. because un- unfortunately. Um, And not always, but in a lot of cases, and and especially in specific geographical regions, therapists that are on insurance are really overworked and overburdened and burned out. And that does impact the clinical care and outcomes.
0: I love this next question working with people who are suffering from loss or can't let go of the past and hurt themselves are depressed and very anxious aren't having a good time. It's hard to think of a way to market to them and the general public without sounding depressing. And it seems that to write up content with be your best self (laughs) or take this course to heal your inner child learn about the different parts of you how do you advertise with the sacredness of the work and yet are hopeful sounding? And I think that's something we really do cover. I love yeah. this question. Yeah. When we talk about compelling message, we call it an authentic transformation proposition. We have a mm-hmm. whole formula for it. Joanne's mm-hmm. follows that Aaron mm-hmm. follows that it's compelling because what it does is it speaks to the pain of like, you have suffered a lot of loss and it's left you feeling absolutely despondent and hollow and you're moving through the day, you know, and we talk about what the pain is. And I help people who have experienced loss come back to what life is going to look like moving forward. Mm -hmm. We smudge out some of the darkness. We figure out how to bring some light in, even when it feels absolutely impossible. One of my clients, she always said to me, Going through therapy with me was like being at, in a big, long tunnel, she had decided to leave her partner. And she said, and at the end of the tunnel, when she started therapy was a pinpoint light. And as she got closer to the end of the tunnel, it was me holding the light and handing it back to her. And that is like, that's what you can say. Like, think about how your clients talk about that transformation Mm -hmm. of like people who are, who are experiencing loss. This is how I help. So if you're wanting to find your, find, to stop feeling like a shell of a human, Mm -hmm. then call, you know? So that's what you kind of tap into.
1: Yeah. And again, it starts with that pain. We didn't go into Joanne's website because of who her ideal clients are. And they like a lot of content. There's a, there's a lot more content where she really describes the pain that people are in. Um, But that's the piece is that, when you describe the pain and put it out there then it's okay to give them a little hope and and to even say you know what it's not going to be an overnight fix you know that i know that but it can shift right it can shift all right let's do our giveaway for our 1027
0: eden do you want to mute and announce the winners whoop, whoop. who wants to win whoop, whoop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> lots of <laughs> lots of me me me's. I like it. Even oh, Ginny! Or Ginny? Hey, Ginny! You want to announce
0: the okay. winners? Yes. So the gift card. I, I'm going to butcher her last name, even though she's one of ours. Lisa Rose Roseweiss. Awesome, Lisa! Woo, congratulations! Yeah. And the gift card. And then the uh boot our business school winner. Drum roll. <laughs> that was lousy, guys. Christine <laughs> Copley. <laughs> Who is it? Christine Copley. C-O-P-L-E-Y. Congrats, and Christine. We're excited to have you in our community. Woo-hoo. Again, the doors close March 18th. We'd love for you to join us. Um, it's an amazing community. Some of our community members have been in here This is for you if you are a helper and healer who doesn't wanna give up on your dreams. You don't wanna be part of the worst paid master's degree Mm -hmm. statistic that we have. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about magic wands. Uh, We don't make guarantees or any of that. That's out of our control. You gotta show up, take responsibility, but also take action. We have helped thousands of therapists across the globe. Um, And if you sign up today, Right now, you can get the additional bonus of a coaching session, but the final day to enroll is March 18th. And you'll also get all those amazing bonuses. We've got payment plans, PayPal credit. We'd love to have you join.
1: Ah, goodness gracious. So today, again, we talked about marketing can be easy, y'all. It can be joyful. It can be life changing and transformational for you and for your ideal client but we have to get clear. We have to start bridging the gap and creating a plan um, between those two pieces. Yes. Right? Like, and I think that's that um, that magical place and notice that energy in your body, that lightness in your body when you start to move towards the clients and the plan that really makes sense for you. Right? We want to set you up for long-term success. You deserve that. We know that like you have all these questions about marketing, but there are a thousand other things and decisions that are part of being a business owner. You don't just have a private practice. You have a business, you have a small business with, with taxes and subpoenas (laughs) and like all of these different things things. with beyond the couch and with future dreams. And we are there um, for all of it. Thank you all for being here today. Um,
0: Yeah. This is our heart's work. Mm -hmm. And this is the way we give back is to teach, um, for all of you. And we hope that you take it and you do something with it because that's, what's going to make an impact for that person who so badly needs you, who is out there hurting and doesn't know you exist yet. They need Mm -hmm. who you are to be visible to them so that they can
1: transform their life for generations to come. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this is the, this final piece that I wanna leave you with. Like there are, like if you're just trying to get to, you know, the outlets, you can pull up Google, right? And it's gonna show you exactly how to get there turn by turn, but this isn't that. This is not something you can find on a blog. (laughs) This is not gonna have your turn by turn directions out there. Um, in a Google map. This is something really personal to you. This is something that is your profession and your life's work and your like passion. It is the way that you take care of your family. It's the return on investment for all that you've done. And this idea that we've come around with that we like I've seen people on Facebook groups saying, well, like, no, I'll, I'll always be in debt. I'll never pay off my student loans. Like that's just not even a possibility. Like this is just my life. And I think that is really sad. And I don't think that's how it has to be. And that's one of the things that we're so delighted about, like over this last 11, 12 years 12 years now that we've been doing Zinni Me, And definitely since 2013 with the business school, we are seeing the landscape of our profession change Mm -hmm. and we can see it directly correlated with the people who've gone through this process. We see them out there um, creating these beyond the couch programs. They are a part of of changing the dynamic. They've created these amazing relationships and they help each other out and refer to each other from Mm -hmm. across the country, from across the planet. Like it is just... A magical thing. So
0: we're grateful to be a part of it and to be, if you want us to be more deeply along on your journey, we would love that. Someone asked if they could get coaching from me and Miranda. We, uh, this is where our focus is, is in this program. We have another program where we do some more coaching,
1: but, but but honestly, like this is the truth. Like, honestly, we have tried to do this program in a one-to-one in a one-to-one format And what we find is that it is the most expensive, longest way to get you taken care of, like over and over again. When we give people access to what we have in business school, everything speeds up. We can literally like give them the lesson and then we can go into the advanced, like what's the next level versus somebody like kind of taking you through the stuff that they're repeating all the time. It's sort of like the idea of somebody came in and said like, Hey, I want to like read this book. Um, Oh, I just got how to do the work with, with Dr. Nicole Perla, right. Or or LaPura. Like if someone was like, Hey, I just want to come in and, and pay you hundreds of dollars a session just to like read the book to me. You'd say like, I mean, that seems like not a great use of money. Like I'd rather you get on Audible and then like, let's talk about the book and let's go to the next level. Like that's what our focus is. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have absolutely coached people with and without business school. And we take them to that next level. When they have business school behind them, it it makes all the difference in terms of how quickly and effectively and efficiently. And we save them a lot more money even if you were to go through and if you work with any business coach, let's say you were like not even working with like someone like us. Like when you look at high level business coaches, they're $300 to like $1,000 an hour. But like a fledgling business coach, someone who like just started their practice and they're like helping other people out and they're like, I can do that too. And they don't even know what they don't know. They'll charge you like 150, 36 hours of coaching, $5,400 for that. And you're probably going to miss a ton of things like that, like, because they don't even know what they don't know. They're just going based on their experience. They haven't worked with literally thousands of therapists in every jurisdiction and almost every continent. We don't have an Antarctica yet. Um, <laughs> like they don't have it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly, and I can say this without like shaming them because when I started out, I didn't know what I didn't know either. I was not a great business coach. When I started out 15 years ago, I was a business coach before Kelly and I started working together before Zinni me was ever a thing. And I did it out of this, like, Oh, like I did this thing, like I can help. And I replicated and some of the things that I replicated and taught were, were not good. There were things that were taught to me that I found over time were, were like not equitable and that were not mm-hmm. ethical Um, but I didn't know what I didn't know. And this, this process of refining has happened, you know, over nine years of just business school, plus the 25 years of collective experience we bring beyond that. Like when we do
0: one-on-one, it's usually with people who have gone through the program because then they can go even more deeply because they've got the foundation. And so, yeah, thank you for asking that question. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Um, Okay. There's a lot more we didn't get to. (laughs) We've already gone over. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for being part of this community, for the energy. You guys brought it today. Y'all brought it. We were so, so stoked to have you um, on here. Congratulations to the winners. We will see you in business school. We hope to see you there tomorrow. We have another training um, if there's any other training you attend come Friday, where we're going to work on burnout and trauma and private practice, it's going to be incredible.
1: And we're going to be giving away a thousand dollars cash on that one, which is going to be what? really fun. So yes. we will see you all there.
0: I hope you love today's episode. If you're a therapist who's tired of those long hours, low pay and constantly battling burnout. Don't forget our free video training designed just for you on how to build and grow a sustainable, profitable solo or group practice. Head over to zinimi.com slash podcast to check it out today. Until next time.